Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Time to bleed. Feels good. Ever since week five. We don't have to worry about doing a show that makes people sad. Even though I know there was a few of you out there that were concerned. More than a few, Dusty. I tried to tell people. I said, look, if the playoffs started today, this would be the two seed versus the six seed. This is playoff football. Miami and the Chiefs. And I get it. Everybody said, well, Miami sucked last year. Well, years change. They add players, different coaches. That was what that game was going to be. You know what time it is? 8 o'clock, Monday night. Red Reaction Show. Thanks to our friends at Olathe Ford Lincoln, Nick Price. That hair is just getting more and more gorgeous. Ah, yeah. I'm I'm going for the Tommy Townsend at this point. I mean, you should. I mean, I'm like third of the way there, so be might easy, as well J. keep going. Get home safe. You just heard Jay Binkley and Therese Paler every Monday night at 7 o'clock. Following a Chiefs game on Sunday, it's just where you get, I mean, I mean this in the most kind way. Those are the two nerds you want to listen to about football. No doubt. I've listened to Therese ever since I started working here. Therese is a fan of the show. Good guy. And Jay Binkley is family. I can tell you that 100%. Those guys know their business, so I'm glad if you've decided to Keep joining us on this Monday night on 610 Sports Radio as you join the Red Reaction Show because we say it every week. It's not my show, it's yours. 913-576-7610. Lot to dive into. I know it just seems like a ho-hum. Another Sunday where the Chiefs win. They play a team that isn't as good as they are. I think we've started to realize this more and more and more. Some people don't. Some people are still concerned. That's why we're going to ease you through this. The game was in Miami. It started off rough. There were some anomalies that maybe you didn't realize could happen. Because it is weird to see Patrick Mahomes throw three interceptions, right? Oh, yeah. It is. It's different. You don't want to dive into those type of things. One of those interceptions is one of those Xavier Howards where you just tip your cap and you say, hey, man. Hey, great play. Great play. Yeah. 
I mean, Mahomes put that in a spot that could have been intercepted, obviously. And the guy made a play on it. If you listen to the, the post-game show, or I mean, the post-game interview with Patrick Mahomes, he even said, he's like, that's just, that's just X-Man. Just going up and getting it. That's like, that's good recognizing good. Or great recognizing great. That's just what it is. The interception, that was thrown high, obviously. And then one over there in the beginning of the game in the red zone was kind of just something that you don't normally see. Quick background. Miami's defense is a blueprint of what New England tried to do for so many years. Or what they actually did do for many years because that is another Belichick prodigy going over to Miami. Lots of stuff happened. This is the Red Reaction Show. 913-576-7610. Somebody's Garage, Burgers, and Beer. Text line, same number. 913-576-7610. Feel free to ask questions. Feel free to call in because it's not my show, it's yours. Kansas City Chiefs, they do a lot. But this is the type of game that we were expecting. And this is, to me, the types of games that you can see from these types of teams that you're going to get. There are three different things that you can dive into with games like this. One, that was a competitive playoff type of game. Two, you still saw the same Kansas City Chiefs that everybody compares to the Golden State Warriors. Down 10-0, up 28-10, like that. And then the third and final thing, AFC champions, AFC West champions again. That's a playoff team in Miami. Buffalo, Baltimore, all playoff teams. You've won. Oh, I guess we could say the Vegas Raiders are a playoff team, but I don't think so. They just spend all of their time trying to play the Chiefs as tough as possible. They got blown out by the Colts, also a playoff team. The Chiefs don't get blown out. The Chiefs are a playoff team. They are the number one contender in the playoffs. This game was a dogfight, and that's exactly what I expected it to be. The defense played well, even though they gave up 27 points. But that offense and that Chiefs team, they still put up 28 points. That's now 20 points in a row, dating back all the way back to October 6, 2019. Even with Mahomes throwing three interceptions, this team was still in control of the game. Even if it was down 10 nothing, That's what this is. And for those of you that aren't basketball fans and you just write off the NBA or you're tired of hearing the comp, the, I guess the team comp to an NBA team, this is what it is. This is what Golden State Warriors were when they had Steph, Clay, and KD and Draymond. They could be down by 15, and you're in the second quarter. And you're like, okay, Golden State just isn't feeling it right now. And then all of a sudden, they start to find that stroke. And you started to see that with Mahomes. Yeah, he threw an interception in the red zone. Kind of an anomaly. Not kind of, it is. And then all of a sudden, you're looking up, and Tyreek Hill makes a 30-yard run for a touchdown. And you look at your buddies, and you're like, well, that was quick. Then there's a 50-yard touchdown pass, just like that. And then McCole Hardman takes one to the house. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at the score, and you're like, wow, when did we go up 28-10? to 10? And I thought Carrington Harrison of the drive had a perfect jiff for it. When you're up 10-0, you close your eyes and look up, and it's the Bruce Weber of like, the, oh, my gosh, what is going on? That's why this team is so damn dangerous. You saw it last year in the playoff run. 
There's no depth too far that this team can't come from behind. 24-0, 21-0, They just keep giving you a glimpse of why this team is who they are. This isn't bias. This isn't homerisms. This is just straight 100% facts. This is what the Kansas City Chiefs can do to you. This is why when you sit on your couch and things start to look a little weird and you think to yourself, man, this team's flat. Or you get the text from your dad that says, did the defense even get off the plane? Or you get a fan that tweets out to you, here we go. Chiefs are distracted. Chiefs just aren't feeling it. Whatever in the world gives you that mindset. I'd rather the Chiefs be from behind when it comes to a game than get out to a lead. And that's what's so damn scary about this team. Down 10-0, you're going to lose. If this team's up 14-0, you're going to lose. If the game is 10-10, you got it. You're going to lose. Nick, I don't know if you were watching how I was watching, but I've just gotten to a point where there's just literally no time on the clock where I'm like, like Pat did it again. It was in the, in the late second quarter. There was like two minutes and 30 seconds. Drove down the field, scored a touchdown, went into halftime, got the ball back. Just There's just nothing that this team does where you sit back and you think, this is really a time to be concerned. No, and this is all part of that historic offense. I mean, we're done speculating about whether this is a historic offense or not. It is at this point. And, I mean, losing the turnover battle 4-1 to one in a game, you shouldn't win those games right. ever. But that's the thing is that when you have a historic offense like the Chiefs do, other things can go wrong. The defense can play poorly and give up a lot of points, but guess what? You can keep pace. Or you can fall down 10 to nothing, but guess what? You get snapped right back with 28 un- unanswered points, and then you're controlling the game. I mean, you know, the Dolphins got that field goal late in the fourth quarter to make it a little bit tighter, covered the spread, made some people unhappy. But that's the thing is that with this historic offense, it masks any kind of deficiencies that you have throughout the game. Like Mahomes threw three interceptions, which is literally unheard of so far in his NFL career. And the fact that they were able to overcome that and a lost fumble and still end up winning this game pretty handily, even more so than what the score says against a playoff team, like you said, I mean, it's insane. It's just you throughout a season, you'll have tests and you'll have, Trials and tribulations when it comes to, I guess, an NFL season. Because you'll play games on the road when it's cold. You'll play games, you know, at home. And the thing that's crazy is that they put 28 points up in a row. Their quarterback threw three interceptions. Mahomes doesn't hardly ever throw interceptions. He had two going into the game. He eclipsed his total in one game, which that's just the NFL, you know, evening itself out. And yet they still win. Now I get it that, you know, the Dolphins made it interesting. You know, Hardman's fumble was kind of interesting. I'm, I'm not really sure where we want to go with, with Nicole, but you look at everything on the, on the plate. And when you dish it out and you think about this team being down 10, nothing, their quarterback who doesn't throw interceptions or hardly ever make mistakes. Those three interceptions, they still, they still come back. And they're able to not only win the game, and you can say that even though it was only seven, 33-27, I guess that's six, can't do math. You can still think about it 
And I guarantee you, you were really relaxed about, you should be relaxed from the second to the third quarter. 913-576-7610, Red Reaction Show, not my show, it's yours. We go to KCK and we talk to Dan. Dan, just give it to me, man. Hi, Dusty. Hi, Nick. I called the show last night with Bink. I told him about the puns returned by McCall Hardman and uh, the safety den. Uh, a guy named Steve calls me a moron <laughs> in the lecture. By the way, at least I'm a confident moron, do you think? <laughs> you know. But, you know, it was a good team win, five straight AFC West titles. And uh, and I'm going to admit, when it was it was just bad luck on those two interceptions, you know. It was tough, you know. So, anyway, five, five straight. And that looks good. Take care of the Saints. Take care of yourself, guys. Dan, let me tell you this. If somebody calls you a moron, you're doing something right. Because that means you got under their skin and you made them feel it. That's one thing we've learned in this, in oh, this yeah. industry. If you get called a moron or any kind of names, that means that you're striking a nerve with somebody because you got some facts to prove it, too. I'm just telling you, I, can, I could go through the text line and tell you what people have called me. Uh, yeah, the punt return, I think, changed the game. I think that's fair. Uh, and then I think the other thing that can just shock people is you just never know when the home run's going to be hit, and then, bam, Tyreek Hill hits a 50-yard pass on you, and you're just like, uh, okay. And, that's a you know, backbreaker, too. And that's and that's how the third quarter started. Yeah. Like, they got they just went down the field and scored in the, yeah. fr- in the first half. So then you go to the locker room, and you're like, okay, hey, get it, boys. You know, they haven't done the – they haven't done the big break play yet. You're doing good. You're holding tight. And then you start the third quarter, and it was a, what was what, like a, a pass to Clyde edwards helaire Then there was a run up the middle, and then bang. And then like that, you're just like, well, damn, that just happened. And that's the way it is. So, I mean, whether you want to say the Tyreek Hill pass is the one that really just kind of shut everybody up and put everybody back in motion, or it was the Hardman punt return, there's just so many ways that the Chiefs can knock you out. They're like the Mike Tyson of football in 2020. They can hang around for a round or two, and you're like, oh, I don't know if Tyson's going to get a knockout. That guy's on the mat. Big T, Shawnee, bring it home, baby. Yeah, Dirty Werewolf and, and Nick Price in the house. That's Woo-hoo. right. Hey, uh, yeah, Dan, I, I went to bat for Dan, uh, for Dan last night. You know, Dan, don't worry, buddy. We got your back. You're a loyal 6'10 listener and caller and a great sports fan. Keep up the great work. But hey, you guys, you're right, man. And I wanted to, I called in last night too, and there was just so much to go over. But, you know, I think uh, when opponents play the Chiefs, especially if they haven't played them in a while, because, you know, we don't get to play the Miamis and the New Orleans a lot, they, they just freak out and just, man, they just can't believe the team speed we have on offense and even on defense too. You know, uh, they were flying around there. Uh, that, that offense, that's what's so lethal about us. I'm, we're so, you know, like you said, we get down, turnovers on the road. Are you kidding me? Four, tur- four turnovers and a 30-yard sack that that guy took. And, and, and the Miami fans just got to, and, and, and the team just got to be going, what the hell's going on? We're still down by 20. There's no way they win games like that. But great teams and world champions do. With that quick strike offense that we have, and, 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 and they're special teams. That was one of the greatest special teams yesterday. Miami has one of the best special teams in, in football now. And look what they did. Everybody did their assignment, and you had that speed, that kid, and everybody's been bagging on Nicole Harmon. Way to go, Nicole Harmon. Took it to the house, baby. Took it to the house. Nobody has the speed we have 
And that's the, that's just the factor right there. You can, you can say the defense, the coaching, oh, this team's that, this team's good at that, but nobody has the speed that the world champion defending Kansas City Chiefs have. And hey, baby, what about that lick? Nobody talks about that dirty Dan Swartz and put on that Miami tight end. Now, I don't want to see anybody get hurt, but I don't know what happened to that dude. He looked like he was hurting bad. And let's go get New Orleans on Sunday, baby. I'm having some jambalaya. We're going to take it down to the Big Easy, and we're going to bring home a victory. And as always, let's go Kansas City Chiefs. Choo-choo! Choo-choo-choo! He will always get you sports horny. I'm going to take one more call because, again, it's not my show, it's yours. I'm going to extend this segment. I'm not supposed to. Nick Price is telling me to go to break. Batman and Lawrence, get us to break on your tape. You have to extend this segment because it's a good segment. It's like one of the best. I'm waiting for it after every game. And I'm telling you this. And and I'm saying hi to Dan and Big T and everybody else that's part of this uh, Chiefs kingdom. We're on a mission. And you can tell every time you see Travis out there playing, you can see him at Tyreek. And, and Pat, and you, uh, Patrick, and I'm telling you, the Chiefs are on a mission. We're going to end up 15-1. and one. We're going to storm on in the playoffs and do just what we did last year. That's what it's about. That's the confidence. That's three calls right there. It's, again, 913-576-7610. I'll react to all those calls and those, those confident Chiefs fans that are calling in tonight to the Red Reaction Show. There's so much more to dive into What I want to get into next is what I'm really passionate about when I heard this uh, audio clip because some people just can't handle greatness, and I'm just really not surprised by this clown. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Still sounds great. Maybe when we do this show next year, it'll be uh, it'll be tagged in there. Maybe. If not, I can keep doing this. I feel like I could get some pull around here at this point. You think so? Yeah. Just enjoyed a uh, Victory Monday bag of Skittles. Big Skittles guy. Skittles and peanut butter M&Ms and Junior Mints are the three candies to my heart. What do you like uh, better, Skittles or M&Ms? Oh, Skittles all the way. Really? Oh, yeah. They're just great. I mean, the original red bag Skittles. I used to like the tropical kind. But, uh, man, I'll tell you what. I'm also weird. I like Starburst, but I like the orange and yellow the best. I'm a different breed. I like the orange and pink the best. Everybody likes the pink. That's a nice drop. Do you think that game was going to be competitive on Sunday? You're you're a believer of that, or did you think you saw the spread, seven points on the road in Miami? You thought I, maybe that Vegas was onto something there? I thought it was going to be around there. You know, I mean, Vegas is, I've learned the hard way, Vegas is rarely ever wrong. But right. for the most part, I mean, you look at that defense, they forced a turnover in every game this season, which is crazy to even think about. And, I mean, they're putting together a nice little team over there in Miami. So yeah. I didn't think that it was going to be – you know, like neck-and-neck neck shootout kind of thing. And it really wasn't. The Chiefs had control of that game from, you know, the majority of the game, second quarter, third quarter, most of the fourth quarter and everything. So it was pretty much what I expected, Dusty. This is a uh, red reaction show on 610 Sports Radio, uh, 8 to 9 every Monday night, following a Chiefs game. 
You want to react to something? React to this. With Travis Kelsey, where do you rank him of tight ends? The, the dog. Right where now. do you rate him in douchebags? <laughs> How is he a douchebag? Well, he's, he's the worst. <laughs> Why? You don't think he's the no, worst? No, he's a great guy. Have you ever met him? Have you ever watched like his TV show, which sucked? Have you ever it seen did the way not. he It did not. Jason Kelsey? Or whatever that was called? Yeah, he was. You watch that, Dion? You know what? You didn't watch I like it. reality stuff, especially with athletes. I like that. This guy, let me tell you something. He's a tryhard. No, no, no. He's a fake Gronk. No, he's, he's a not. Gronk. gronk ain't got near what this guy has, like in that Geneso core area. He, he, is, he is it. He really is it. Okay. Let's talk. We all know what Dave Portnoy's gimmick is. And I know some of you are going to be like, Dusty, Dusty, Dusty. Why are you going in on Dave Portnoy? It's real easy. It's real, real, real easy when you look at it this way. 913-576-7610. Not, not my show, it's yours. Take that, Dave. Here's the thing about this take. If you haven't heard this, Dave Portnoy has, has called Travis Kelsey a tryhard which is the most contradicting thing that anyone could talk about because Dave Portnoy has lived his entire life being a tryhard. He goes to pizza places. He says one bite. Everybody knows the rules. He's a gigantic Patriots homer. He hates Roger Goodell. He thinks Gunkowski and Tom Brady are the best thing since sliced bread. And it's real interesting when somebody comes in, steals the ball from you, and dunks it on your face. That's exactly what the Kansas City Chiefs are doing. This is why it might take a little bit longer for the Chiefs to become hated. You're slowly but surely seeing the Chiefs become hated on the football field. I don't want to say the Dolphins are dirty, but they were doing some stuff in that game yesterday that was a little questionable. Like when Matthew got that first interception and that big old dude jumped on him at the end and put all that weight in his back, that's something that is very, very weird. That's something that's kind of dirty to me. He didn't need to do that. He didn't have to do that. And that got, that got the honey badger a little pissed. And then later on in the game, and I was sitting there watching the game with, uh, with the girlfriend, her brother, and, and, and his wife. And I looked at all of them and I said, this game's going to end with like some some. A, like a fight or something. You could feel it. You could see it. And people will start to hate the Chiefs. Now, Portnoy, this is absolutely disgusting. This is somebody that is aware that somebody is better than his hero. First off, Gronkowski was a tryhard. Gronkowski played the role of a frat boy. That's what he did. I don't hate Rob Gronkowski. I don't think he was a clown. I embraced it. I knew that he was the best tight end I'd ever seen, and I grew up my entire life watching Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp and Antonio Gates. They all play in the AFC West. I had no other option. I never would think to myself, oh, Shannon Sharp. And I know there's a lot of people that didn't like Shannon Sharp. But they're not tryhards. And what's wrong for trying to be the best tight end in the league? Did Travis Kelsey have some... Minor issues when he first started to be coming up in the league? For sure. But he's not like party like a Gronk star is his nickname. Travis Kelsey did a show because 
what was it? The E Network reached out to him. So here's this single guy, really good looking, charismatic and fun, and he's popular. Let's do this. Sorry they didn't do, you know, catching Gronk. But here's the thing. It reminds me of people that are diehard Mizzou fans that hate KU but know more about KU than they do their own team. That's what Portnoy's doing here. Portnoy is out of content. He has nothing to talk about because his team sucks. They don't have Tom Brady anymore. They're not going to win the ASC East for the first time in 11 or 12 years. He's a diehard Patriots fan. He's a try-hard personality man, and it just isn't working this year. And what's Travis Kelsey doing? I'll tell you. Leading the entire NFL in receiving yards as a tight end. It's week 14. He's a Hall of Fame tight end. He's better than Gronkowski. He will always be better than Gronkowski, and you're sad to admit that. But it's okay because I'm here to remind you of that. And if we can't figure this out, then I don't know what to tell that man. Because guess what? Travis Kelsey is going to be the offensive player of the year. Patrick Mahomes is still in the top two tiers of MVPs. And oh, by the way, there's a strong damn possibility that next year in the NFL, the Chiefs could have the best wide receiver in the game, the best tight end in the game, and we already know they have the best quarterback in the game. So your Patriots dynasty was cute, but there's a new sheriff in town, and you're too afraid to know it, so you're going to come out here and call him a ranks of douchebags? What does Travis Kelsey do that's douchebag worthy? Get on a microphone and say, well, you got to fight for your right to party? Be the leading receiver in football as a tight end? Sorry. Now, I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. Is that Dusty. too much? No, no, because, okay, so Portnoy is a troll by nature, right? I get it. He's and a I'm troll not, by yeah. nature, but, like, here's the thing, is that you're seeing it. I, I'm sure that he echoes what a lot of Patriots fans are feeling about the Chiefs right now because yeah. the Chiefs are taking over that spot and doing it better than – what the Patriots did. And I'm not knocking down what the Patriots did with Tom Brady. I mean, probably the greatest dynasty that I've ever seen in my lifetime anyway, watching sports. But right now it looks like the chiefs are going to take that and say, hold my beer. Let's try it one better right here, because that's exactly what they're doing. I mean, Kelsey is about to put up, you know, he stays healthy over the last few weeks. He's going to have the greatest receiving tight end season ever. Going to break his own record, which was then, Broken, you know, 30 minutes later by George Kittle or whatever. He is very close to breaking that. He might, like you said, lead the entire NFL in receiving yards as a tight end over some great wide receivers that we have in the league right now. And I I think that he just kind of echoes what all those Boston fans are thinking right now is they're seeing they came into this season and they were like, oh, well, Belichick's still a mastermind, you know, and we got former MVP Cam Newton here. Like Portnoy earlier this season was talking, like legitimately believing that the Patriots could go to the Super Bowl. And so, you know, I take everything that he says with a grain of salt, but this seems like angry Patriots fan lashing out because there's something newer and better out there that's going to make his thing obsolete. Travis Kelsey this year has 90 receptions, 1,200 yards. It's actually 1,250 Nine touchdowns. He's averaging 13.9 yards per reception. He is the best tight end in football. 
He might go down as the best tight end to ever play football, and I think that's what scares the living hell out of Dave Portnoy and Patriots fans. This is why Patriots fans are going to let the Chiefs continue to not be hated in the NFL, and I get it. People hate seeing the same team win, and maybe we'll get there. And that's okay, because they hate you because they ain't you, right? That's the common saying. Travis Kelsey has three weeks left of football. They play the Saints, good defense. They play Atlanta, which he could absolutely go off on, and then they play the Chargers. He's got three more games. He's got three more games. If he gets 10 receptions a game, it's 120 receptions. Throw another 250 yards. That's 1,500 yards. You know what Gronk's best year was? 1,377. And Gronk was amazing. Like, don't well, get me wrong. Yeah, like, it has nothing to do with Gronkowski. Yeah. It's just sour grapes from Dave Portnoy. Well, and that's something that, like, you're seeing it from Portnoy because, you know, this is his thing. This is his shtick. He's going to do that. Right. But I guarantee you that there's a lot of Patriots fans out there, a lot of people in Boston that are feeling the same way as Portnoy right now. And it's just because they hate us because they ain't us. Like you said, they're jealous. They're peanut butter and jelly. Okay. Well, it's all from the same movie, but, yeah. um, but that's basically what it is. They're just jealous of what's going on in Kansas city right now. And I think you might start to see too, like, you know, the Steelers right now, they're still good. They still got big Ben. If they don't have another guy coming in after big Ben and maybe they have a rough patch, you might see the same kind of remarks about the chiefs coming from Steelers fans, like other teams that traditionally win a lot in the AFC. Once the chiefs really just solidify that, I mean, they've won five straight AFC West titles. Nobody's, like, really celebrating too much about that out here. But, you know, if the Chiefs just go to Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl, every other team that's used to rooting for a contender in the AFC and really the whole NFL is going to start feeling like that, and they're going to start trying to pick apart this Chiefs team and find reasons not to like them, just like Golden State. We talk about it all the time, but that's what I see going on here. Well, they hate you because you've only lost, the Chiefs have only lost two games in the last two years. That's just a fact. They're 12-1 and this year. They've locked up the AFC West. They're probably going to get a first-round bye, which is the scariest thing to think. Oh, and by the way, they're doing this without any fans at stadiums. And next year, they possibly have the best quarterback, tight end receiver in football, and none of them are going anywhere. The help the Chiefs got the last night, which is what we'll talk about next with Buffalo and Pittsburgh, didn't only give them a bye, but it may have given them a straight shot to Tampa Bay and more. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. Mm-hmm. I feel myself like... Oh, now you're starting to lead in, too. Yeah, Look yeah, at you no, go. I, I feel oh, myself no, kind of like subconsciously like mirroring her voice there, and uh-huh. I don't know if like... You just I mean, use your own. Yeah. I'm like, and Nick Price. Yeah, you do try to, like, do an impersonation. I know. And, and it's just, I, I feel like it's not landing, so I'm going to try something different on the next one. Ooh. Still going to do it, though. I dig it. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. <laughs> go ahead. Give them the tagline. Take it away. No, go ahead. It's not our show. It's yours. There you go. You're going places, man. Oh, Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City. You know, I used to always worry. From the 913, you think Portnoy's just trolling so you can talk about him? Super free advertising. No. I think so. I mean, I... I think so, but I think that, like, the bigger point there with that last segment is that I think that there's a lot of Patriots fans that feel the same way that he does. He's just got a way bigger platform to say it on. 
Yeah, because, I mean, the way Dion reacted was just like, what? Yeah, he was like, have you met the guy? He's great. Which I feel like Dion's just trying to get the hell out of there. I mean, at least I hope so. That's just not a good, that's not a company I'd want to work for. I'm also kind of over the impersonation Joey guy. Like, he's good, but I'm just kind of over it. Yeah. I don't know. There's only one program over there I ever pay attention to. Yeah. The one that doesn't like me. Remember that when the big cat didn't like the tweet I had whenever I said Deshaun Watson should bang the drum whenever Mahomes, or I'm sorry, I said Mitch Trubisky should bang the drum for the AFC uh, division game, and everyone just started tweeting at big cat with the tweet I had. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fine. Tough. He's got to live with it every day, though. That's fine. That's fine. That's okay. Um, Red Reaction Show, not our show, it's yours. Um, thanks to our friends at Olathe Ford Lincoln, 913-576-7610 is the phone line. The text line, uh, coincidentally, is 913-576-7610. Again, not my show, it's yours. Um, let's be real here. Everybody in this town last night was a Bills fan. You saw that game. At least here's how I, here's how I looked at it. It was a big night in Buffalo. They started the game off. You saw the the terrible snow. The, it just looked frigid. It looked cold. And right away, I said, there's no way Pittsburgh wins this game. I just, you got that feeling. That was just the ultimate advantage in your backyard. Buffalo came out in the second half, not as flat as they were in the first. The first half was just absolutely horrendous. I was texting Steven Serta, and I just said, man, this is not the game I thought it was going to be because... With Jay Binkley's uh, post-game show on 610 Sports Radio, you can hear after every single Chiefs game, which, by the way, the Chiefs do have every single game on 106.5 The Wolf. No longer 101 The Fox. 106.5 The Wolf is where the Chiefs can always be heard, and you can hear Mitch Holtis' post-game show uh, immediately after on 610 Sports Radio as well as 106.5 The Wolf, and then Jay Binkley just absolutely brings it. And I joined his show for the Sports Desk uh, Insight that we always do and I was, I was really juiced up for that game because the Sunday afternoon slates were amazing. Jalen Hurts beats New Orleans. We got to see Chase Daniel in Detroit. Aaron mm, Rodgers brought... Yeah, and, uh, and Aaron Rodgers brought the Packers back. Um, and there was just, you know, kind of a lot of, a lot of good action. And I thought to myself, man, this Sunday night game could be good. Both teams are slotting to be the, you know, the second best team in the AFC. And... You think about what that game meant for a lot of people. It's real simple and real short. Buffalo won. Pittsburgh has two losses. That means the Chiefs now have control of a first-round bye. Now, in non-pandemic COVID football times, there would be two teams that would get a bye. Not this year. Only one team gets it. It's almost not fair it's actually, you know, it isn't fair for the rest of the NFL for the Chiefs to get a bye. You already know what Andy Reid's record is after buys. This has already been a strange, absurd uh, outlier of a season in the football world. And now you're going to give the most talented team that we've seen in probably, what do you want to say, that 08 Patriots team that went 16 and 0? Yeah. They're better than that Carolina team that went 15 and 1. But the Chiefs are now tracking to go 15 and 1, secure a first round bye. And if the NFL does decide to bubble, which I don't think they will at this point, I think they would have already have gotten 
um, to that point of discussion because of money, because of fans, uh, that teams will, some teams might have fans in their stadiums. You know, the Chiefs will. But then that means, once again, the Chiefs don't have to travel during COVID. They play in their facility. They're used to where they go. And you're just stacking the advantages to a team that doesn't need advantages. And the analogy that I like to give is that you've all probably played a pickup basketball game with your friend who's better than you. Many of you probably have. That's like the person that's not as good saying, hey, I'm going to give you five points at the start just to see how much better you are than I am. That's what's happening for the Chiefs. You're getting them home field advantage. You're giving them a first round bye, a week to rest with a team that is super explosive and especially during the NFL season, when only one team gets it, it's that much more of an advantage. That's what's so crazy about this. So let's be real. They haven't lost, or they haven't scored less than 20 points. You can just stack them up like a club sandwich. They haven't lost since, or they haven't, they haven't scored less than 20 points since 10-6-19. Mahomes never gets blown out. If you're up on this team they can come and, you're, and they need to come from behind, they can do it. They're never an underdog on the road, so that means they're never going to be an underdog at home. Now you're going to give them a first-round bye. They're clearly better than everybody else, and when you watch that game last night and everyone thought that maybe there was a chance Pittsburgh would be better than most people thought, Pittsburgh's now lost back-to-back games. They've now lost to Washington, and they've lost to Buffalo. Buffalo's damn good. Chiefs beat them. Chiefs didn't lose in their non-division games. And now they get a season in which it's got three games left, one on the road, two at home to go back-to-back at home, which means maybe after this week, they don't leave Kansas City for a month until they have to go to Tampa Bay. You think about it. So when you ask those questions to people, you say, can the Chiefs win another Super Bowl? You're damn right they can because thanks to Pittsburgh and Buffalo last night, The path just got paved, and you're starting to see the same type of script again. Remember when Fitzpatrick beat the Patriots last year, and you thought, oh, now the Chiefs are a two seed. They get a first-round bye. That really intensifies it. Yeah, well, this year they're the only team that gets a bye. Is there a team out there that threatens the Chiefs, or is this just too dominant at this point that the Chiefs are? I think so, plus the Chiefs get Taysom Hill next week. Maybe Drew Brees, but just think about that. Taysom Hill. The Red Reaction Show, Monday nights at 8, 610 Sports Radio. Welcome back to the Red Reaction Show. Taking your calls now at 913-576-7610. Here's Dusty Likens. And Nick Price. If there's ever been a great addition, it's that comment at every at the beginning of every liner. I felt like that one felt a lot more natural to me. I wasn't trying to be anybody that I'm not. Mm-hmm. I was just trying to attach my name to the show that I put my blood, sweat, and tears in, you know? That's good. They fixed the fan over there yet? I have no idea. Oh, okay. That's just inside story, I guess. I don't check my email. Probably should start doing <laughs> Probably that. should. Hmm. Monday Night Football 2114 Ravens. Baker Mayfield in a big game. I'm not giving up on him yet. But I need at least three or four more big games out of Baker. I do like the progressive commercials. 
This is the Red Reaction Show on 610 Sports Radio, Smitty's Garage, Burgers and Beer text line. You want to fire off a text, 913-576-7610. You want to call, you're more than welcome to do that too. From the 913, I love Buffalo. They gave us wings. They traded the 10th pick to the Chiefs to get Mahomes, and they beat the Steelers last night. Love me some Buffalo. Lance. You think Buffalo is the second best team in the AFC? I do. I think they're I've the second best. I've been hating on the Steelers for a while now. I think they're the second best. I think I think if I had to rank them, I would say it's Chiefs, huge gap, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, And then after that, it doesn't really matter. I think the I think that the Colts are good because I think they're finally understanding what Jonathan Taylor's role can be. His last three weeks have been ex- exceptionally well. Uh, Cleveland is a coin flip. I don't. I think that Buffalo, Tennessee. Yeah, I feel like they're same level as the Colts. Pretty much depends on the week. Yeah, I mean it's cute that Derrick Henry puts up 200 yards again against Jacksonville. Jacksonville is not a playoff team. Derrick Henry is a beast, though. Absolutely. When the weather gets colder, he gets stronger. Mm -hmm. And then that makes Tannehill better. But the thing about Tennessee that's scary is that they have one of the best wide receivers in football. A.J. Brown is an absolute stud. But the thing is, I don't trust them enough to play a team like the Chiefs. And that's where we we can finish this show. The Chiefs will play New Orleans next week. There's talk that Drew Brees is ready. Even though before the game against Philadelphia, it's crazy. Sean Payton and everybody on that staff was saying, well, we're going to roll with Taysom Hill. We're not going to rush him back. And then Jalen Hurts went in there, or they went into Jalen Hurts' new home, and they lost. And Miles Sanders ran all over that team, which is a great defense. The the, the Saints are a good defensive team. I want to say this again. The game Sunday will be very similar to to the game that you saw this past Sunday. It'll start off a little rocky, but then again, once Mahomes and Reed figure it out, there's just too much of an advantage there. You shouldn't be afraid of the game. Yes, the Saints are probably the best or second best team in the NFC. It's them or the Packers, Uh, just because overall they're just that good. The Packers have a good defense. Saints have a good defense. Um, We'll see what Breeze looks like. But when you look at what the Chiefs have the rest of the season – When you look at their game against the Saints, then they get Atlanta, then they get the Chargers. I don't know if they'll rest their starters against the Chargers. They might rest them in the second half. The game is 21-0 at halftime. But as they say on Monday Night Football right now, Drew Brees not expected to return until he's close to 100%. That's very vague. It's very vanilla. Guy broke all of his ribs a month ago. And his shoulder isn't there. Yeah, The shoulder's holding on by a, a piece of string thinner than dental floss. But Buffalo in the AFC, easily the second best team in the AFC, if you ask me. Um, They beat Pittsburgh. They beat them good. The connection that that Josh Allen has with with Stephon Diggs is exceptional. For a team that doesn't run the ball a lot, they stay steady throughout. Um, There's a lot of chances out there that... um, that you're going to have to go to Buffalo if they're the second team in the AFC. Now, granted, Pittsburgh's still there. But if you have to go to Buffalo 
Pittsburgh still has to play, what, Cleveland and Indianapolis, right? Or is it Baltimore and Indianapolis? No, they have to play Cleveland and Indianapolis still. So two of their three games are tough. Miami still has the Raiders and the Patriots. But when it comes down to it, when you look at what the Chiefs have, when you look at the Chiefs' path, they are on pace to have a first-round bye. They don't play anybody that really sticks out, that makes you really concerned in my mind. And moving forward in the football season, you just have to think you're going to get everybody's best shot in the NFC except Green Bay. Would I be down to see Mahomes versus Rodgers in a Super Bowl? Absolutely. Is that the matchup right now that we could probably see? Probably. But again, this week, you saw what the AFC had to offer, and you just have to think, even if you don't care, and you don't want to think, you know, let's try not to be so biased. You just look at how the Chiefs play, who they play, and then you watch other opponents play that team. And I get it. It's all about matchups. But the Chiefs are going to be favored against every team they play, no matter where they play them. The last time the Chiefs weren't favored was against the Baltimore Ravens. You saw what happened at that game. And you can be like, well, Baltimore is not the same Baltimore team. doesn't matter. They're still a playoff team. They're winning on Monday Night Football against the Cleveland Browns, 21-14 on the road. And it's just things like this that can keep you as a Chiefs fan a little bit more confident, lets you go to bed a little bit more easier at night because you just have to tell yourself they're that much better than everybody else because if you just think about their offense, they're always going to score 20 points. I say that because they have scored 20 points and I can't emphasize this much or enough. They've scored 20 points or more every single game since October 6, 2019. So if you're going to beat the Chiefs, you have to score 21 points. I don't know if there's a team out there that can consistently do it. Because even if the Chiefs score 21, you say, Dusty, Dolphins scored 27. Well, the Chiefs scored 33. So if you're going to beat the Chiefs, not only do you have to score three touchdowns, you have to prevent them from scoring three touchdowns. I think, I think like, you look at the Broncos game two weeks ago. Yeah. 22-16 to 16 win. Right. I mean, that's pretty much the best that you can do against this Chiefs offense. And the Broncos weren't able to put up the points. And you're looking forward at the next three games. I mean, the Chiefs can lose next Sunday. I mean, I think that they've got a great shot of winning that game, even though it's in the Superdome. They could lose next Sunday and still all they got to do then is beat a Chargers team in week 17 and beat the Falcons who have given up and don't have a head coach right now. Right. And then you're the one seed. So they're sitting pretty right now. Yeah. And the toughest thing, um, I guess the toughest thing to think about when you, when you think of the chiefs and you want to tell yourself, Oh, you know, they're, you know, is really a back-to-back Super Bowl victory in line. Pittsburgh's lost two in a row. Chiefs haven't lost two in a row in over a year. Chiefs have only lost two games in two full years. So if you want to think about sample size, there's one for you. Two full seasons, and the Chiefs have only lost two games. The last time they lost this year was week five. The last time they scored less than 20 points was before Halloween, three weeks before Halloween in 2019. I don't know where you are, but we're less than two weeks away from Christmas in 2020. They're potentially starting the best tight end receiver and quarterback in the NFL. 
Tyreek Hill is doing what basically Antonio Brown was doing. And everyone agreed that Antonio Brown in those couple years was the best football player as a receiver in the NFL. There's just too many ways that this team is better than everybody else. They score better than everybody else. They adapt to better than everybody else. And they've got a damn good defense. They've got a defense that can stop you for three quarters. Now I get at the end of the game, it doesn't always look like the defense played well. But all that matters is what the coaches say. And Andy Reid said that that was one of the best defensive performance, if not the best, that he's seen all year. Thank you to listening tonight on 610 Sports Radio. Don't forget, you get Therese Paler on the drive at 3.30 and Pete Sweeney, our guy, at 7.15 with the guys from Fesco in the morning. Thanks to everybody that called. Dan, Big T, Batman, you guys are all sweethearts. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Nick Price. This is the Red Reaction Show on 610 Sports Radio. We'll talk to you again Monday night. Everybody be safe and be easy out there. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.